It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his own. Disastrous day at the Valley as Blackpool fire free past Ben Amos and we end with nine men. No discipline, no ideas, no shots on target, no way forward from here. Welcome to Charlton Live. So, good evening and welcome to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening after another very difficult day at the Valley yesterday. My name is uh, Louis Mendes and on this week's pod we will be discussing that 3-0 home defeat against Blackpool with uh, Chooks and Ek and Darren Prattley uh, also sent off. Just one of those horrible, horrible days where it feels like, unfortunately, that everything really has got away from us. Everything has, has fallen apart and, and, and you, you really do wonder now where we go from here and... Are, are we are we nearing the, the the end of an era as well? Yet you, you have to say. Uh, joining me on the pod to have that discussion. Uh, first up, Mr. Nathan Miller. How you doing, Nathan? Oh yeah, 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 living the dream. Well, not yesterday, oh, yeah. but what the hell's no, wrong? Not really? <laughs> yeah, not really. But um, you know, try and keep positive where you can. Got to laugh at mm. it, really. Otherwise, you end up crying, don't you? Yeah, definitely. And uh, another man who has either been laughing or crying uh, is Mr. Benji Cloak. How you doing, Ben? 
Well, I was laughing during the game because I kind of put a tongue-in-cheek message going, can't wait to do the show. And now I'm crying because I've been blackmailed to do the show. <laughs> yeah, that's come back to bite you on the backside, hasn't it? It's accidentally signed up to do one, a difficult show, but here we are. Uh, so on this week's show, you'll, you'll be delighted to hear that the highlights didn't record properly, so we're not going to do those. Uh, I don't think it would have been much fun to listen to it anyway. Um, so we won't be hearing those, but we will hear from Lee Boyer uh, in a few moments' time. I mean, it was a fascinating press day uh, after a, a press conference after the game yesterday. Uh, it was nearly 20 minutes long. I've, I've trimmed it down a little bit to fit it into the pod. So there's a couple of questions you won't get, but I've left all the all, all the big important questions in there um, from from yesterday's. You know, and, and his future does come up, unfortunately, in, in that conversation. Uh, uh, obviously, we've got plenty of tweets and emails to come to as well. As as I say every week at the moment, we'll get to as many as possible um, and, and and share as many views as possible in this week's show. But please, uh, please don't be too offended if we can't get to you because we've got hundreds of tweets and emails that have come in. So many opinions, so much frustration, uh, so much disappointment. I think, and 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 adorning perhaps that you know some it, we. we we're coming to an extremely difficult part of of the club's history um you know again it comes around now and then and and it's difficult to see where we go from here nathan i'll, I'll bring you in first then um you know there, there's there's games that, that stand out for me that i look back and remember and you think i can't see how we come back from this or how how someone comes back from this and and for Lee Bowyer now you know there's there's been disappointing performances over the over the last few weeks that have you know tailed off even further but when you have a display like that I mean I, I can't remember who I said it to yesterday but you look at the the 5-0 at Huddersfield under Fry when Reza got himself sent off you know that was the end of the line for him you look at a, a 3-0 home defeat against Brentford where we were just completely played outplayed that was the end of the line for Guy Luzon a game like that yesterday is that the end of the line for Lee Bowyer? Two, you know, ill discipline, a, a dreadful performance, unlucky with some refereeing calls. You know, we do have to say that, but at the same time, even if that didn't happen, I, I saw a funny, a funny quote that Nathan sent around was that we wouldn't have won that game even if Terry was refereeing yesterday. Um, <laughs> is, is that the end of the line? Where do we go from here? Is it the end mm. of the line for the boat for the manager or the players? Where do we go? It's hard. It's difficult because. Uh, I think, I mean, on Twitter now, I've always said, you know, I'll stick behind Bose and, you know, I am still in that camp. I know I'll probably get pelters for it, but, you know, I will accept. Um, there becomes a point in time where uh, if, you know, if we're doing the same things, playing the same way um, and expecting different results, then it's, you know, it's a sign of insanity, isn't it? And I think the thing is, for me, I just find, listen, Bo's not, Bo built a team, like we all know, that was brilliant. Beginning of the season, we were good. The players were good at the beginning of the season. Nothing changes overnight. I think there's something more that doesn't meet the eye. I think there's something... That's the only thing I can put it down to. Um, is it the end of line? I can't see Thomas doing it. But there, like I said, there will come a time where if we're now, what, 12th, aren't we, or something? If we keep... If we lose again on Tuesday... Feb, looking at the, the fixtures next month after we've had this so-called when our run was about to start after that we've more or less got everyone in the top 10 I think is from from, from April onwards um, and if we don't pick up so, points soon we could be down in, in the other side of the table where I didn't really envisage ourselves to be but it's the only way you're going to get out of it is hard work and um, I know it's cliche and but it's a confidence thing you look at 
the, the thing that struck me yesterday is at the moment I'm sitting there just every every week being fuming within 10 minutes and the game's just started, but we'll concede first and I don't see us ever scoring. Yeah, but it's um, surely the fact that that hasn't changed now. I mean, we, we've got to this stage where that hasn't changed. The one thing we were good at, Nathan, which is creating chances, we're not doing mm. anymore. Yeah. You know, and, and the, the ill disciplines there. I mean, we were just counting mm. up the amount of red and yellow cards. Because is, it, is it seven or eight red cards now this season? Mm. I mean, the fact that nothing's changed over the last few months is why, you know, a lot of people are wondering if, if we've reached that point now. Yeah, I mean, on the discipline point, we were just talking off air. Chuck's got eight yellows and two reds. You'll have some centre-halves in other teams that don't even have that much. And, you know, and, and you know, Pratt's won yesterday and Morgan's won and, and all the others. It's just discipline. It's like, why? Um, I can't put my finger on it, mate. And it's, I am a supporter of both, but the longer it goes on, if, if nothing's changing, then, you know, will Thomas have to have a decision? I mean, I think everyone isn't going to, you know, some people do want bows out and, but deep down, they want him to succeed. But, you know, it's I'm finding it harder and harder is when the, the performances like that come and we're not coming up with solutions to continue to back it. Because it's not even, like you were saying, we were creating chances. At the beginning of the season, we were fluid. You know, we created chances. Now, since Stockley's coming, to be fair to him, scored some goals and he's a good player. But all we do now is just pump it. So we, yeah, we, lack, we look nervous. We don't look confident. We have no cohesion. We're slow. We have no ideas. And even like the first half, yeah, they got the penalty, but we didn't even have a shot on target the whole game. Like, And I know, yeah, some, most of that because we were with reduced numbers, but we didn't ever look like doing anything, even on Tuesday. Played brilliant first 20 minutes or whatever it was. After that, did we, did we do much? I know we hit the woodwork a couple of times, but the bottom of the league, we just look flat. We just look... It's, I just can't put my finger on it because they've not become bad overnight. Do you know what I mean? And that's what's frustrating because we know it's in there. But, you know, Bo said it in his interview yesterday that he do, he, he doesn't know, you know. He's, he's struggling himself like all of us. But in terms of it's the end of the line, I think only one person's going to um, be able to decide that. And if the, if the performance follows in the same vein as it did yesterday and the week before, and he, it, Thomas has got to make a call because... I know it's a rebuilding process, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't planning on rebuilding when we're finishing in the lower parts of, the, of League One. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Um, and I just keep praying that we turn and we get some sort of spark somewhere, you know, just like a even Tuesday, a nil-nil and we just get a last-minute wonder goal like a shinny absolute belter and then it sparks some life into him. Because at the moment, we just look, we just look dead on our feet, to be honest. Yeah, and, and I mean that's the most concerning thing for me, Benji, is that you know when you when you see performances like we have done the last couple of weeks, and like I say that that ill discipline um, that, that we saw yesterday, um, I, it's hard to see how we turn it around. You know, and we'll hear Lee Bayer's press conference, but I'm sure plenty of you have already read and and heard what he said on Valley Pass yesterday, uh, and heard his frustration. You know, he's giving players instructions; they're not taking them in. We get into this stage now where that's happened a long time. Now, of course, there, there will be a, a big player overhaul in the summer um you know purely because of the contract situations and loans and whatever where we are with a lot of players currently anyway and then will that mean that it's going to be harder to justify getting rid of Boyer at this time for, for Thomas Sangar because he wants you know he's seen Lee Boyer do it before you know bring in a fresh squad 
um, you know, gets promoted like he did that 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 time a couple of years ago, and it's where it's where Thomas wants to draw the line. And for a lot of people, it, it it's you know it, we don't know what Thomas is like yet. Let's put it that way. But for a lot of people, they'll be wondering if that if that line has already crossed. I mean, it's especially the rumors of uh, you know a falling out between or, or you know disharmony perhaps between Jed Roddy and, and Lee Bowyer as well. Jed Roddy's obviously come in as as Thomas's man. He's brought in to sort of oversee. I mean, th- there's all sorts of things that that make you wonder, <laughs> you know, will Thomas lose patience with Bo or will he still, you know, see what's happened before? Or take take into account everything that's gone on this season, which is hard. And we have started on, on, on a, you know, behind in, in terms of scheduling, cost, whatever, behind the lights of the, of the bigger clubs in, in this division. But, it's the fact that we we've gone backwards. I think will be the the main concern. I think for a lot of people, Ben. Yeah, I totally agree. It's <clears throat> it's going to be a difficult decision for Thomas, uh, especially as he's got no experience with this kind of job. Um, does he trust someone like Jed Roddy again? He's got experience in the work, or does he look to our director of football, Steve Gallen, and say to him, "What does he think?" But then again, you're talking someone who's a, a potential like friend of, well, not potential friend, but uh, a friend of Bowie's and um, a potential, does he then put the the sword in Bowie's back and go, no, actually, look, he, he's not good enough. Uh, yeah, you, you've got to look at what Bowie's done before and you take confidence from that. Uh, I was chatting to you guys before. Uh, about a friend of mine who who said what managers he thought would be good to come in. And I just don't see anyone out there at the moment that realistically is going to come to us or the ones that you think, okay, other managers in League One, they haven't got the experience that Bowie has got. Bowie has got experience of taking us from a very short period of time at the start, getting us in the playoffs where we was unlucky not to get through to the final. The second season, he had a bit of time, built his own squad. That's the main season we look back on and you think, okay, he had a he had a summer, he had limited funds then. But the main thing that we look back on is what Nath was saying there. We had a philosophy of how we wanted to play. And that's, I know Tom keeps banging on about it, but it's right. We Yesterday, again, it comes down to, we go one nil down from a penalty. Okay, we kind of go, one of those things, we concede a penalty. Let's we know how we're gonna play, let's stick to that, let's play our football, we're gonna come back into it. But it wasn't that kind of game, was it? We we didn't take hold of the game, we didn't go, right, this is how we're gonna play. We just sometimes we put it up to Jaden, sometimes we tried to I don't know, play around the back and play it forward, but that was very rare. It it often resulted to to Stockley up front booting it and it's do we, does Thomas look at that and think, I'm not sure what style of football you're trying to play. I'm not sure what, what you're trying to get from the team. And yeah, look, it's going to be a big decision. Again, I'm, I'm with Nath at, at the moment. I, I don't see the point of getting rid of Boya because I don't see a potential manager going in. I think Thomas would like to appoint a manager who's going to be with us for a while and has that long-term project in view, which is what Thomas mentioned a few times. He's got this three, four-year plan, uh, what he, where he hopes us to be. So it's difficult because at the start, we all were backing Boya to be that man to take us forward in this project. But unfortunately, as you just mentioned, the last three games has seen us uncharacteristically this season 
create barely any chances and not like we're going to score a goal. So, whereas before we were making these defensive mistakes and, yeah, it comes down to I don't think he knows his best team. I don't think he knows their best qualities and the best formation for us to play and to get these wins. So, the longer the the this losing run con- continues, the stronger I think I'm not sure personally I'd give Bowie the summer to rebuild. But as I say, at the moment, I stick with him because I don't see the point in getting rid of someone where there's no one ready to come in for this long-term project. Well, that's a, that's an interesting point. So I'm sure we'll we'll get a lot of tweets and emails in. Uh, I think a lot of people saying that they they they've come to that point already where they where they would make the change. I mean, obviously, I, I don't know who's out there, who's available, but um, you know, a, a lot of people would have looked to that performance yesterday and and worried about you know whether whether we have reached the end of the line and you know whether there's you know it's come to that stage where it's best for everyone if there was to be a change. And we, I mean, let's talk about the game itself, which we haven't really done too much yet Nathan but I mean started dreadfully again um you know Dejiosh Alaja who you know we, we we gave him praise when he's put in some some tidy performances but I you know I remember saying on a, a few shows ago he's always got a ricket in him and we saw two or three from him yesterday uh we'll come on to comments from Boyer about a specific player who's going to be dropped and I have my guesses that I reckon it's Deji personally uh and he got the wrong side of uh uh, of Ellis Sims yesterday and hauled him down and it's, it's a clear penalty and it's something that unfortunately that Rickett we've seen too many times from him yeah of course and I think um, we were saying off air I think it, for me it went back to the Lincoln game where he switched off at a set piece and it's not easy being back there because you are literally apart from the goalie or that penultimate line of defence and if you make a if you make a slip or an error you're going to let someone in and I think for me Deji it's the same listen Everyone can make a mistake. Everyone can make a sloppy pass or it's the decision-making. He was caught square on. His positioning was wrong. Um, it's not the first time. It was a blatant penalty. Um, and yeah, it, it becomes, like I said earlier, it's how, you know, how often, you know, how, how, how many times you have to keep playing someone and saying, right, you know, you know, learn from this mistake, learn from this mistake. Deji isn't 19 years old. He's not a kid. It's not like he's just starting his career and um, he makes a mistake and then he learns from it. He's making the same one over and over and over and it's like Groundhog Day and it's it must be frustrating for Bose um, just because you can't you can't you can give him information but you can't make Deji you know be right positioning but be positional wise you can't make that you can teach him you can show him the good things but you can't make Deji do it unless he literally runs on the pitch and then you know puts him into position he can't do it um and I think it doesn't help that you know obviously we lost Akin and Ryan but that's the only option we have and he's he, you know he was knocking on Bowie's door asking for a chance it's not like he's not had any chances and um you know I, th- I just don't think he's up to you know top half of League One standard for me and um, but yeah he had some good games and we did give credit where credit's due because you know on those games he deserved it there was one game he was an absolute warrior but you can't afford to have one of those games every so often it needs to be consistent otherwise you're never going to be consistently moving up it's pretty straightforward football at the end of the day you make you make errors but if you make an error you don't do it on the pitch where they're going to capitalise on it you know and um yeah, it's frustrating. As soon as it happened, I think the penalty he gave away, I, I think I just laughed. I just thought, oh, here we go again. Because 
when is it that we ain't come from one won't won a game from Casino first since Wembley or something? I think it was that was Greg said yesterday. So it's like, well, that's three points gone, and um, it's just a dreadful start. And it just seems at the moment that every game I switch on, it's the same. It just seems the same. It's not Groundhog Day. It's the same result. It's the same performance. It's the same post-match, um, same people doing the errors. And there's only so much you can take. And I think if if if, if Bowie was talking about Deji and he's not on the team sheet or in the squad on Tuesday, would it surprise me? Not in the slightest. Um, but then it's down to him again to put the effort in to try and force his way back in mm. and then take the chance. But is that going to happen? We'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, how how do you come back from that? From being told you're costing us too many goals, how, how do you come back from it <laughs> as well? That's, that's <laughs> no, it's a, it's another tough one. Um, I mean, Jaden Stockley did did get one back, and I mean, looking back at the replays, it looked on side to me, but it was given offside, so you know, more frustration. And and you know, we do have to say there were there were some dreadful refereeing decisions against us uh, yesterday, um, including the third penalty. Which, but I mean, the, the second goal for Blackpool. The, the, I mean. I wasn't I wasn't commentating all right Ben so I, I did I did actually swear out loud when it happened I was like you know why why is no one closing Matty Virtue down he picked the ball up and he had an acre of space to run into and sure enough it's another shot that's been drilled into the bottom you know into the into the corner from outside the area but I mean I could have like the, the amount of space they've given him I would have fancied myself to get a shot on target from there ridiculous Oh, mate, it's embarrassing I know at times you said you're pulling your hair out of these decisions it's just mental. Like you look at that, that was the worst part of the game for me. How many times have we conceded goals like that this season? And like how many times have we said, like, where is a leader in that team running at it, full pelt, just shoving himself with a ball? Like at least throw your body on the line, at least go, well, look, I tried, it was someone else's fault. I was just watching the replay back. Those two centre midfielders are Prattley and Shinny. Shinny is nowhere to be seen. He's up the field. Which is crazy. Like again, comes down to what is our style of play? Why is Shinny, our centre midfielder, nowhere to be seen when their centre midfielder just runs through and smashes a goal straight through? I mean, Prattley runs to one of their guys to try and close him down. He plays a one-two of a chap who runs through and smashes it in. Famwo, in his defence, looked like he had a he had their Jerry Yates, their striker. Uh, the other one, as I hate to be the Deji out show, but he's not marking anyone. I mean, literally, as a defender, he stood on the edge of the box, just like bounced up and down, thinking, oh, here we go, here we go. Run out to him, shove your body on the line. Like, where's that commitment? And I'm sure that's what Bo mentions afterwards. Like, where are we in that position? Why isn't anyone caring enough to throw himself at that ball? We saw Ollie Lee pelt it in for Gillingham the other week from that position. Oh, fair play to the bloke. It was a great shot, and Amos had no chance. But again, for Ben Amos, like, where's that defence? He's just there to be shot at. It's crazy, and and again, it comes down to like individual errors. Like as Lee Bowyer, okay, he can have a formation that that suits us and works well. But if no one's willing to run and close that ball down, that's just fundamental mistakes of a team that. You just think, where is, and I agree with Bo afterwards, where is that heart from the team? Where is that, those players that are throwing their necks on the line trying to close that down? And yeah, it's mm. frustrating for all of us as fans, but as a manager standing on a touchline, it is frustrating. I'll, I'll give Bo that. 
Yeah, and I, I mean, another way he was let down, obviously, with, with the discipline, Nathan. I mean, Darren Prattley. But I, I thought his yellow card in the first half was a bit harsh for the one for handball. But, you know, start of the second half, we've just made four subs. You know, Bay is, you know, desperately trying to do something to to give, give us some sort of credibility in that second half. And, and, and almost immediately, and, and he did it at Hull as well. Um, you know, he... he Prattley's done something silly. It wasn't much in it, but he he placed his hand onto the onto the Blackpool player's sort of face, uh, gets sent off. And then, I mean the the Chucks one as well. I mean it's probably slightly harsh, but at the same time I don't expect it to get overturned because when it when he jumps up, um, you know when he jumps up, his hand goes into the face, and I can see that. You know if we if we go to an appeal with that, I can see it. I can see they're you know, going, I I can see they're going to suggest that's dangerous players. But I mean. You know, especially as I heard that, that Chuck's um, decided to continue his remonstrations with the referee in the car park <laughs> afterwards, which probably won't help any any appeal. But I mean, where's where's the discipline, Nave? That's another thing that scares me. That we've completely, I was going to say, lost it. But to be fair, have we had it for the majority of this season with our with our yellow and red card record? No, it's hard to argue against the against the fact that we do lack discipline. We can't really say that we do. You've got our striker on eight yellows and two reds. It's absolutely mental. But um, and then you've got Prats's up there. Uh, for me, Prats, yeah, it could be harsh. But why make the? It, this is what infuriates me: is that you give the ref a decision to make. Just do. It was, you know, it was an innocuous one. So the defenders cleared it. But why is he roll instead of rolling out? Why is he roll on top of the the player? The player, of course, they're going to try and get him sent off. And that's from your most experienced player, right? That's what baffles me. The Chucks one, yeah, I don't think it's a red, but I can see what you're saying that we might not get it now, um, which is, again, another silly one. Um, but we just lack discipline all over, not even in terms of cards. We just lack discipline in, for me, positionally. I mean, we were sort of talking about, Benjamin made a good point about the about Shinny. Before the game, I said to you and Tom on, in the WhatsApp group, I said, I'm concerned about the balance in that midfield. We're going to get run. We have no one this season... We have no one who has any agility, no strength, no pace, no discipline in that middle. No one. If that guy yesterday, look at that one, you've got Rochdale, um, Gillingham and all that. Would that have happened if Cullen was there? No. Would it have happened if Billet was there? No. You can go for all the previous years and that would never have happened. We're spineless in that middle of that midfield. I'm sorry, but Ben Watson might be able to pass it, but he's not that player. We, we you can't rely on Ben Watson and Darren Prattley to be agile enough to get around people. If I'm another team, I'll just play pop it around these lot. They ain't got they ain't got no legs. Dar- Darren Darren will run around. Don't get me wrong, he'll crawl off the pitch like Bo said. hundred percent, he will. Doesn't mean he's going to get there. Most of the time, we're all just running around like headless chickens. Press slow, second best everywhere. But the discipline's a, a key point because. <laughs> You lack discipline playing. You lack discipline in cards, which inevitably leads to suspension, which, what, Chucks has gone for, what, four games? And he's our top goal scorer. So it's another change that he's got to make, but he didn't even start yesterday anyway. So it's just, I don't, I don't understand because I thought, you know, Bowie was going to be, well, it always seemed to be that he was a disciplinarian and people were always in line. But this year, it's just like silly, like, uh, like decision-making. It's just, it's mind-boggling. Like Morgan got sent off, he will learn from it hopefully. But it's things like that. It's like, why don't you? We just think like we don't think. <laughs> you know, it just seems like we're on autopilot and we just charge. No, we're off the press, but then just give away silly fouls and just get carded. And I know we can blame refs' decisions, and I know the ref weren't great yesterday. 
But in every single game, you have 90 minutes of football. You don't get 90 minutes worth wrong of decisions. It's not like the ref controls who we pass to and that we don't look comfortable on the ball or we look scared because we know if someone presses us, we're going to uh, do to ourselves, right? That's the way it is. The ref doesn't control that. It's our fault that we keep going along and expecting Stockley to chest it down and do a back, back flying kick in the top corner from about 80 yards out. So, but yeah, the discipline's a problem, but we can't keep blaming rest for it. It's just, we've got to look at ourselves for a change and I'm not <laughs> sticking up for Bowyer, but the players do have to take a bit of responsibility. But at the same mm. time, we lack discipline in getting cards and in our defensive and our positional play. Yeah, certainly do. I mean, the the, the, the third goal for, for Blackpool, I mean, the, the penalty decision was a bit ridiculous. Um, I think it was Jerry Yates, was it? He went, he went down very easily uh, indeed, but, you know, the game was long gone uh, by then and, and obviously uh, nothing really happened after that until Chooks's uh, red card, which we've already spoken about. I think it is time, actually, because we're quite away into the show already that you hear uh, from the Addicts boss, Lee Bowyer. As I mentioned earlier, it's quite a long press conference, but there's quite a lot to speak about uh, with Lee Bowyer yesterday. So uh, settle in uh, and have a listen to this. I asked Bo for his opinion on what I said was an absolutely disastrous day for the Addicts. Exactly that. And there's much more to say. I'd say that obviously we give a team a head start again, and then um, and I think the officials um, made it difficult for us. So uh, yeah, and it turned out to be a, a bad day. You mentioned the officials. I heard on Valley Pass, you were saying that you felt that, that Stockley's goal was onside and you know the, the red cards were harsh. So do, you, do you feel like everything's a little bit against you at the moment? It's not just been today, though. I think over the last few weeks, I think um, Stockley is onside. I've seen it back. He's 100% onside on uh, Tuesday night. We had a goal disallowed. That was on side. That's two in two. And I can keep going if you want. It'll be three like, decisions that just, just going against us. Chucks and EK, never been a red card. Never ever been a red card. Did you see their third, their, their second penalty for their third goal? An absolute disgrace. A disgrace. Fellas just fell on the floor. No one's touched him. He's fell on the floor. And he gets a penalty. So, yeah. If, if, I'd love to see what sort of things they're going to they're, they're going to say now, because we're going to be sending all this in. It's a, it's a, it's it's an absolute disgrace. Some of these decisions that was gone on today. Did we play well? No. Was they better than us? I thought first forty-five minutes. Both played four-four-two. It's going to be a battle. And I think that they competed and won second ball slightly better than us in the first half. Uh, again, giving the team a, a goal head start. And then try to change things around at half time because we just didn't even pass the ball, didn't even look to pass it. A lot of players looked nervous. Um, so, yeah. But change it around and before you could even get going. We started okay and then we went down to 10 men. So then, then that's it. And then they get the penalty and then they chuck us down to nine men and yeah, game over. 
You mentioned on, on again on your Valley Pass interview that uh, making a decision about a player who, who who's no longer going to be involved because they've given away too many goals. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to ask you to, to name the player, but are you, are you feeling like you're being let down at, at times by your players? Because obviously, these individual errors have been going on for, for quite a long time now, and we, we John don't seem to have found a way to to stop that. No, and and my job is to win games. Um. Yeah, I just said to the player, you will not be playing Tuesday. 100% you will not be playing Tuesday. Because keep costing goals. Keep giving opportunities away. Keep costing us goals. I said, this is your careers. This is also my career. This is the start of my career as a manager. I've been doing it for three years. And when... People keep costing you goals and making you lose games. That affects me. I know I haven't become a bad manager. I'm telling the players the right things. I'm telling the players the right things every single day. You don't have the players that have come and gone onto better things if you're not good, if you don't know what you're talking about. That's me. That's my coaching staff. But for whatever reason... Some players in this team just can't take the information and can't stop making the same mistakes. I can't control that. I'm sorry. That's, that's things that I can't control. All I can do now is bring them out of the team. That's all I can do. Thanks. And just finally for me, obviously, you know, the aims for this season have always been quite difficult to nail down because of what's gone on off the field beforehand, you know, the chaos that this club unfortunately had been in, in the first half of this season. Um, you know, getting to know Thomas as we do so far, he's, he's a very excitable person and, and he aims for, aims for the stars. I mean, has there been conversations between you and him about you being given this time to mould a team and, and to work out what's going to happen over the next few weeks, you know, I mean, or, or a results going to play a big part in that, do you think? I think results play a big part in, in any manager's uh, job. But all I can go by is previous conversations. When I spoke to, to Thomas, he understood that it was a, a building process. Because people behind the scenes at this club put us in jeopardy and then I was the one that stood there and kept it afloat could have gone but I didn't I kept it afloat and then the people that put us in that mess just stepped back and just disappeared so we should never ever have been in the situation that we've been in but now thankfully we've got someone good in charge and um he understands that there's a lot. We cut back on so much. It is unbelievable. We cut so many corners. It's unbelievable. It's a building job. That's it. That's, that's the reality. Whether we like it or not, the club was done. It was done. But now we're rebuilding it. So that's on the pitch and off the pitch. The training ground, there's things happening at the training ground all the time. It's like a building site the other day, yesterday. So there's players that are coming in. And there's players that are going. But we have to rebuild a team. 
And um, in, in the summer, it was a bit of a rush because obviously it was under the embargo. In January, did we get the ones that we really needed? I think we done okay in both windows. Okay. But there's a gap. And you're seeing that now. You're seeing that there is a gap. Don't get me wrong, we've got good players. We've got a lot of good players. But the, the gap, the gap is big. And, uh, I don't think people realise how, how big it was. And uh, well, I did, I see it every day. So, um, but we'll, we'll see with, with what, what the owner wants to do. Whatever he decides to do, I'll back it 100%. All I'll do is keep working hard, keep passing on the right information, which I've done from day one. So uh, I'll keep doing that because I know it's right because I've played the game. Obviously, you, you mentioned about one of the players that you said they won't be playing the next game. Is it just to be clear? Is it one player or is it more than one player that you've had? There'll be more than one. There'll be more than one. Okay. Because uh, let's be honest. Do I see too many people fighting for the shirt out there? Not really. Not, not what I've had in the past. I, I've had players, if, whether they're signings, permanents, or whether they're loan players, you have to fight. Right? You're playing for this club. It's a great club. You're lucky. Fight for the shirt. Fight for the club. Fight for me. Fight for yourself. Take a bit of pride. Didn't see that again. Too soft. That's 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 what I mean by that, Rich. What, why do you think that is, Bo? Why do you think you say you've had the players that have done it? They've been there and done it for you. Why do you think it's not happening this time round at the moment? Uh, listen, I don't want to criticise the, the, the players, Rich. Like, obviously, I could I could give you the real reason mm. why I think. But then it's not fair. And then I'm, I'm criticising people. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, at the end of the day, they try. But can they give more? I believe they can. I believe some cut corners. But that's not in, just in our football club. That's every football club. You get the odd one that cuts a corner and the other one feeds off that and it has a knock-on effect. When you step onto the pitch, Rich, you need to have all 11 players that are fighting and, and, and fighting for the same thing. And um, why do you think I make so many changes at times? Because I don't see that. Too many of them are not pulling their weight. So then if you don't pull your weight, then okay, you don't want to grab this opportunity, then you come out. Do you want to grab the opportunity? Well, go on, then prove it. No, you don't want to prove, you don't want to take this opportunity either, you come out. Two years ago, I had a side that fought for everything, every single game. And very rarely did I change things. I don't have that luxury now. Even last season, Rich, when, when our squad was depleted, in, at least they tried. We lost by the odd goal, you know, like every game we lost 2-1 or 1-0 or 3-2. See that today? 3-0, 3-0. There's not, not enough people that care, unfortunately. I can't make them care. My job is to, to give them the information to, to make them better and to, to win games. I'm doing that. 
can't make them take it. Nothing's okay. changed with me. I haven't, I haven't, me, me, me and Jacko, we're still giving them the same information we've given every player. Every player that's rolled through this door. How do you, how do you fix that, though? You know, like, because you obviously need to fix it in the short term with the results, don't you, and everything else. So how do you fix the, the shortcomings or the, the weaknesses that you've just spoken about? You just hope that they start taking the information that, you, that you're passing on and they realise that it's, it's going to make them better. Some of it, you have to work harder, Rich, to, to become better. Mm. You have to work hard. And some people just like cutting corners. That's, that's their thing. If you think, like with some players we, we brought in, in in the summer, they didn't have clubs. Why didn't they have clubs? That's, that's the question that you have to ask yourself. But that was the market that we was, we was dealing with. So that's, that's where we are. So then, again, we, we have to get things right. Sometimes you, you just have to roll with, with the hand you dealt. And like I said, I can't make someone run around and be hungry and want to get better. I can't make them. It's their careers. I can give them advice and I can show, show them, look, this is going to make you better. But then when you keep making the same mistakes time and time again, and sorry, sorry, that's, that's, uh, that's your choice, not mine. But it affects me, affecting me, because we're losing games. So, um, yeah, we have to stop that. So, Lee, obviously you've spoken in the past few weeks about in the summer you're going to have to do another rebuild, probably going to have another 12 players going. Is that almost something you're looking forward to now because the squad isn't necessarily fighting for, for, for the club and fighting for you? Do you want to ha- replace them, I guess? No, no. No, I don't think that that's always the answer. Listen, if we lose 12 players, then obviously we have to replace 12. But hopefully we can, instead of taking six loans, because six loans are going back again. They're going. So if we can just build our own team and, and that, then that, that would be better. So then we don't have that turnover every year. But again, like I've said, the players that I have in that dressing room are underachieving. 100%. And I take criticism for that. It's my job to get the best out of everyone. And, and, and when people just decide not to do certain things for whatever reason... Sorry, I can't force him. When we won seven games and I was Superman. Seven games, seven clean sheets. I'm Superman. Oh, here we go. Oh, sorry, you can't control the players all the time. What, you go from Superman to hero to zero? <laughs> what, did I just become bad in the last three months? Come on. Look at it. Look at it realistically. Um, but it hurts me because I care. That's, that's, that's something that I think everybody knows. I care about this club. So I'm fighting. And I will keep fighting until told otherwise. If, if the owner was to say, bring me up tonight and leave, thank you for your services, that'd be great. Thomas, you take care and I wish you all the best. But until that happens, I will fight every single day. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Shinny prepares to take. Shinny takes. It's a shot. Great break. Too strong for Eastwood. He dived to his left, but it's past him. And Shinny, who got the assist for the first goal, now opens his Charlton account with a lovely free kick. And Charlton, just before half time, make it two. That you're gonna be okay anyway. You know there's no Charlton Live. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. Uh, just for the break there, we heard uh, from Addicts boss Ali Boyer after yesterday's um, a, you know, a disastrous performance and, and an ill-disciplined display against uh, Blackpool 3-0. At home defeat, another you know shocking display in terms of defensive. You know, our, our, The amount of goals we've conceded at home is outrageous. Was it eight or nine now in a row where the opposition have come with at least two goals? Uh, I think no, no home clean sheets in about 11 games, I think, are, are worked out yesterday you know it's, it's, it's going from bad for worse I mean there was so much to, to talk about uh yesterday Benji I mean the the, the question that you know it's, it's got it has got to that stage now where I had to ask and you know I mean obviously you, get, you can go out straight away and say ask Bo if you think he's going to be sacked and or if you think he should be sacked but I think I think as I think Nathan mentioned earlier that the, the the person whose opinion matters most is is Thomas Sangard so I asked Bo about conversations he's had with Thomas um, you know, if he's been given any indication that he will be given this time to do this rebuilding job that obviously we need, the hangover from the embargo and the wage cap and all that, will he be given that time? If he's been given any indication, he'll be given that time, um, even if the results stay as they are. And obviously Bo says, you know, results always matter. But he also says that he believes that Thomas understands that the job that requires doing at this club. Um, so it is a question of at what point does... You know the, the the fact that we need to rebuild. Um, what what point do we tip over to the fact that well the results aren't good enough and they haven't been for a while and there's been no clear improvement with the squad that we currently have. In fact, we're going backwards. So you know, I mean, I, I've asked that question of Bo. I, I'll ask it again of you. Have we reached that point now, or is there still is there still time? Oh, mate, uh, there is. I think there is a little bit of time uh, because look, you look at the table. Say we. I know we're not going to, but last year we were, I was I was with you at Sheffield Wednesday away when Sheffield Wednesday scored against us in the 95th minute and they won 1-0. And we looked at that and thought, oh my goodness, this does not look good. We're in bad form. We look like we're going to get relegated. Um, and then I didn't go on the Saturday and then we got thrashed by Huddersfield away. Looked dreadful. Then what it was the next game when we lost to Middlesbrough at home? And we're thinking, this is it. We're in such bad form. We're going to get relegated. 
But then we had that pause until the season resumed in June. And there was a little bit of optimism about the place. We thought, you know what? We've got players back fit. Um, all we need, a good result against Hull, who are down the bottom with us. And we're back. We're back. And we did. We won that game. We won the next game. And we thought, here we go. We're going to stay up. And I think if that was to happen this season and we look and we have that break and we go, do you know what? It's not as bad as we think. And obviously time's a healer. We forget how bad we've been in the last few games. The table isn't as bad, but because we're stuck in that bad run of form, we're just looking doom and gloom. I mean, as Nath just said there, he's turned on the game yesterday. First 10 minutes. Um, oh, sorry, I can't remember when we conceded the penalty, but we conceded the penalty and you're laughing because you kind of think, here we go again. We just we keep shooting ourselves in the foot and it's just the same things. And yeah, look, it's, maybe it does need a fresh pair of eyes on things. You look at, in the championship, Cardiff and Bristol City, they were both doing poor for the teams they had. Uh, Cardiff, Mick McCarthy's come in and suddenly they're favourites to get promoted because they're on a big run of form and Bristol City have won two in two. And it's like, cool, do we need that? But then again, as I go back to, who is there out there available who's going to do that? Do we kind of quickly get someone to have a last shot at the playoffs? And then we look at the summer and think, oh, we're stuck with this guy. He didn't get us the playoffs. What do we do? Do we give him the next bit to rebuild and get a load in? It's, it's hard. It's a hard decision. Uh and I wouldn't like to be the one to make it because, mm. again, this is a big rebuilding job. Yeah, and, and it is tough. Um, I mean, one, one of the things that, that Bo also said yesterday, as we heard in that clip there, is, you know, he's, he's singled out a player who's not going to play. We mentioned it earlier. We've all had our guesses. I I stand by, I reckon it's Deji, but, you know, we'll probably find out on Tuesday. Uh, I mean, he also said, no, if the players aren't fighting for him. Now, obviously... You know, Boya has has spoken about individuals and players and and stuff in in the public before, and sometimes they react well, sometimes they don't. You know, sometimes they've been they've been shipped out of the club, like Marcus Madison, Omar Bogle. Um, I mean, as as a man management style, you know, is, is that going to keep your players on side, making sure they're all fighting for you? Is you know to come out and say they're not currently, you know, I give them in the information and they're letting me down. Is I mean, it's a tough one because it has worked before. You'd argue with Albie Morgan, perhaps. Um, but it doesn't seem to be working now with the majority of the squad. Yeah, I know you're going to have it's going to, it's going to rub people up the wrong way the way his style is. Um, but I think from day one we all knew that he wears his heart on his sleeve. He says it as it is. Um, I think it, there does come a time where if you're saying the same things over and over and behind closed doors and they're still letting you down, um, it might not help. But sometimes you might not. Yeah, the, the uh, what's the word am I looking for? The temptation of not coming out publicly is too hard, you know. Because at the end of the day, if Bo loses his job, those players are still going to have a job. Granted, maybe until the end of the season, but they're still there, you know. And I think you look at you can look at it in two ways. Look at something that happened with Chelsea the other day with Hudson Odoi. So he got pulled off, similar to Johnny. He got blamed out publicly a lot worse. And now he played again Atletico Madrid. He's playing today against United. And now he's playing well. So it can work two ways. But his management style will always cause um, rifts. But I think at the end of the day, I'd rather a manager come out and say things as they are. Because if they weren't, if he come out and said, no, the players have... If he came out yesterday and said, oh, the players are doing great. Yeah, no, they're doing really well at the moment. Uh, we're just unlucky. 
that would infuriate people even more. So I don't think, um, I think he's in a lose-lose, but I think it's just because it's been so concentrated this year and it's happened, like you say, with Williams and Madison and, and obviously now Deji. And uh, um, I think he uh, he said something about yesterday, don't quote me on it because I don't know if it's the right quote, but about you know Washington not taking his chance or whatever. Um, it's what we all know. It's not like it's news to us. But because it comes from him, it shouldn't be done. Because he probably tells them a lot worse than that in the dressing room. I'm sure there's a lot more colourful language. So um, I know it'll rub people up the wrong way. I don't see that's anything wrong with it. Is it old school? I don't know. But it seemed to work a couple of years ago. You know, he was doing something right then. Um, I just think, deep down, I just think he knows that we're just not good enough. And we just had the scattergun approach where we just grabbed as many people as we could. It's not worked. It's not gelled. He gambled on Madison. Didn't work. Um, you know, we've had some other signings that just haven't really worked out or they've been injured. And I think deep down, he knows that we're just not good enough. Um, he ain't going to come out and say that. Like, really bad. Like, let's just say, they're, you know, they're all rubbish. <laughs> he ain't going to say that quote. But um, I just think he knows he's sort of fighting a losing battle. But I, I, I can agree to an extent it probably doesn't help the situation coming out publicly. But I don't know what else he else he's going to do. Otherwise, it's the same. Oh, it's the same. Same post match. Yeah, we're just unlucky today. You can't just keep blaming weather, the weather and refs. You can't. You've just got to look at yourself sometimes. And the good thing for me is that he is looking at himself. He's trying to change it. He, I know that the formation the other week against uh, against Burton, he tried to change it for the, the beginning part of the game. It worked. But at least he's trying something different instead of just sticking what he knows, like a, a Robbo special when he done four two three one win lose draw or whatever, you know. So it's I don't know. It's just um, he's got to have to say something, and um, maybe he just wants one of them just to have a bit of response, have a bit of aggression, and go. I tell you what, but I'm going to prove you wrong, mate. Maybe he wants someone to do that, but they're not doing it. So that's why I, th I think there's something more to it. Um, I don't know what it is. If I if I did know, then obviously I play the lottery. But I just love to know what it is because something's definitely not right. Because he's not a bad manager. They're not bad coaching staff, and they're not bad players. That have just all of a sudden since last year we went went on that unbeaten run. That went nine games of fluke or whatever it was. So I don't know, mate. It's it's baffling, and I think that's what really upsets me the most is that I can't put my finger on it because usually. Mm. Lynn, you said about Reza when that happened. You knew that was rubbish because you had Roger Johnson playing for us. And uh, what was the other one? Reese Williams and stuff. I could, you can know that because they're rubbish. Absolute toilet. But uh, this one, I don't know because they're good players. Look at all around. You've got, you've got some experienced pros in there and you've got some good players. I don't know, mate. Mm, it's a tough one well let's see if anyone in emails in uh, has now we've got plenty of uh, emails and tweets to, to read out as well McSquared is the first one uh, who emailed yesterday let's face it we are now appalling in every department in fact you could even say we're looking as poor at the moment as we ever did in the dark days of Roland the Rat Blackpool were all over us from start to finish we didn't look like scoring in a month of Sundays far too many of our players don't seem up to the fight and we are conceding far too much space all over the pitch the four substitutions at half time was a positive mood 
but the third goal and the sending off put pay to any thoughts of a comeback. After that, it was only a case of damage limitation, uh, but Anike's uh, red card was ultimately academic. Uh, as things stands, we're looking more like a bottom three side than playoff contenders, and it looks like it will now just be a case of making sure we get enough points to avoid having to look over our shoulders for the remainder of the season. The only positives were Martin, Smith, Watson and Anike prior to his red card all looked lively when they entered the fray. However, by that stage, the horse had already long bolted. The officiating may well have been awful yet again, but we can't use that as an excuse. We didn't deserve anything from that match. A very sorry state of affairs indeed. That's from Mick Squared. Thanks for that. Right, Dom says, hi guys, I can actually see uh, Bo you're staying on, although maybe I'm uh, biased by the fact he was once a neighbour of mine. Uh, but as Benji Nurica helpfully shared, there's too many players on short-term contracts in the club at the moment, uh, and it's having a subconscious lack of motivation on the performances. I think that's partly why long-term players like Prattley and Chucks are showing uncharacteristic losses of discipline because of their frustration. Having said that, there needs to be an opportunity for the players to have a clearing of the air with Bo you're in the coaching staff as well as there seems to be a simmering frustrations both ways around i like boya but now is the time that he needs to show a cool head and listen to the players rather than just feeling the need to justify himself obviously i don't have any inside information but this is the way everything appears to me on the outside and i think someone needs to have a word with boya to tell him to work with the players rather than against them i guess that can only be Thomas. I really hope that Deji wasn't the player that Leah singled out, as I think he's been one of the few that's done okay overall and has worked very hard. Interested to hear your thoughts. That's from Don. Well, yeah, as I've already said, my my theory is it is Deji. Um, we'll find out on Tuesday. The fact that we can't nail it down to just one player is probably probably a sad indication of, of how badly we've been playing recently. Right. Uh, hello to uh, Jonathan West, who's uh, signed up for the race for Europe. Uh, with the Charlton Athletic Trust. So well done, Jonathan. I hope that goes uh, well. Richard says, hi, guys. Uh, obviously disappointed by the results from yesterday. I think this season is over for us. I like Boya, but recent performances and post-game quotes show that something is very wrong. In a podcast as recently as January, Thomas said he felt we had a squad capable of promotion and also repeated his aim to reach the Premier League in five years. Thomas comes across as a nice guy, but also a very driven businessman. I think he'll be researching Lee Boya's replacement as we speak. It's time to play. Who do you think our next head coach will be uh, thanks for all you do and best wishes to all that's from Richard cheers Richard uh, yeah well as, as we heard from, from Benji there we don't it's, it's hard it's hard to nail down who it will be we don't know for certain uh, but you know may, maybe we'll find out unfortunately in the near future right Jill Cole uh, emails in hi Jill um, should get the whole squad in and give them a history lesson including the lockout of the valley the exile to Selhurst and to Upton Park, the Valley Party returned to the Valley, including pictures of fans clearing the stadium. First game back at the Valley, uh, up to the more recent Roland du Châtelet era, the Flying Pigs, etc. Show them what this club is all about, what it's been through, and how privileged they are to play for Charlton. I found these pics while having a tidy up, and Jules, uh, yeah, sent some well, rather excellent photos of that clear-up day at the Valley. Uh, the Town Hill meeting in Woolwich when I think they decided they were going back to the Valley. And of course, on uh, the 5th of December 1992 as well, Jill. Uh, thank you very much for sharing those uh, those photos uh, with us. And Phil says, hi, guys. We can't even talk about a good start against Blackpool. There was nothing positive to take from the game. No confidence. Too slow playing the ball forward. Always looking to pass the ball to the side or backwards and eventually just lumping it forward in panic with no real direction. It makes it impossible for the forwards to get into the game. The midfield is totally ineffective. 
effective. Uh, we never challenged for second balls except for Prattley. Uh, and leaving him on the pitch at half-time was always going to be a risk as he had already been spoken to by the referee and booked, albeit for innocuous handball. When Watson came on at half-time, Prattley was the obvious choice for a replacement as he will always throw himself fully into every challenge and the inevitable happened with a second yellow card. Surely I wasn't the only person to think that he wasn't going to last the 90 minutes. Uh, trying to stay positive about Lee Bayer, but it's becoming more difficult every game. That's from Phil. And uh, finally from Ben Greasby, I respect Bayer for everything he has done, but over the last three months, it's not been good enough. Uh, it's not been good enough from the players, the coaching team and the recruitment. The constant throwing the players under the bus is not helping. He looks like a man that's hanging on uh, by a thread and it's showing. I can't see us salvaging anything uh, from this season now, so I think it's time to get a new manager and give that manager a bit of time to assess uh, the squad and decide who he wants to keep beyond the summer and we can rebuild from there we can't keep Boya for what he's done in the past it's time to move on get the Cowley brothers in ASAP that's from that's from Ben Greasby so I'll ask you Ben Chloe coming in are the Cowley brothers one on your radar oh, again they they didn't do the job at Ipswich did they when they were there so it's about again I'll go back to what I said before Sangard's got that long term project where he wants someone for the long haul who's going to stay with us. Oh, we all do, don't we? We don't like a manager being sacked. We want a manager who's going to be there, take control of the club, pick their own players, etc., etc. Um, look, they've, they did well with Lincoln in the past, but they've never really taken them that step further. The same, someone mentioned John Coleman at Accrington Stanley. Like He's done really well with getting them to where they are now taking them the next step to the championship again is probably a bit out of his remit if i'm honest and i think you've got to look to that next manager like someone maybe who's done it taken someone from league one to the championship and maybe got them close which again i, I just don't think there's someone out there available now and that's why i don't think the right decision at the moment is sacking Boya because we need someone who's going to come in and really re-energise the club and say, look, this is what I'm doing. I've done it before. Here we go. But I can't, like, Bowie is that person who's done it before. Okay, it's not going right at the moment. But then you're getting in, if you get in someone like Darren Moore at Doncaster or Ryan Lowe at Plymouth, they might have done okay in League One. Ryan Lowe done well in League Two, but have they done it in League One to the Championship? No, they haven't. So you're looking again at someone who's in our job right now. Okay, it's not going well right now, but you've got to look long term more. What is going to happen after this? If you get a manager in now, and and Thomas, as he said in other podcasts, still thinks we can get those playoffs, and he don't get playoffs this season then the pressure's on him then. Then people start judging him then in the summer, going, I'm not going to give him many games because he didn't get us up last season. It's it's uh, it's a recurring theme of what to do. Mm. It's and it's hard. a tough one as well. It's a tough one as well. And Michael and Steve had spent, sent a joint email saying, uh, two things I want to draw attention to. Consistent performance issues. My dad and I uh, seem to have been saying, having the same post-match calls on repeat now, uh, similar to how you're probably feeling. The call is how... How we have to about how our midfield goes missing uh, every game. Jake is a big loss at the moment. Why isn't Albie playing? A defence are taking a lot of stick, but consistently having absent midfielders seems to be a common theme in our performances. And also the half-time decisions yesterday. The two points we discussed at half-time. Perrington, the only one given 100%, got forward a few times. Uh, and says Prattley is a second yellow waiting to happen. And that happened immediately. The four half-time subs with Perrington coming off and Prattley being kept on stumped us. 
and that second yellow came as quick as it did. It killed the game off. Yes, the second penalty was soft, uh, but you have to make your own luck, and the poor referee is not an excuse. Been keen to hear your thoughts on the, the above this evening, as it does feel like a lot of our fan base are too focused on the defensive line uh, rather than the line in front of them. Um, yeah, I mean, do, Nathan, quickly, do, the midfielder probably do the midfielders probably do get away. I mean, I mean, no one's performing particularly well at the moment. That that has to be said. Yeah, no, I, I agree with. I think there was a couple of points from Phil as well in an early email, which um, which I agree with. I think the the thing with the midfielders I, I touched on earlier, so I won't run about that again about the agility and the, about getting about the pitch. We don't really have. I know Prattley gets around the pitch, but I'm talking, you know, instead of just trying to. It just seems that he's just trying to hustle and, you know, chase, but there's no, like, thought process to it. Like, he can go and do it, but it's only worth Pratt going and doing that if you've got someone behind him doing it. You know, if you get one person in a press that don't press, it's, you just get cut open. And that's what it looks like every single game. When we play, we go side to side. We play in front of teams. We try and go in behind, but we just go shorter to... Stockley, there's no one trying to penetrate or pass forwards, which what's Matt, what Matt Smith was supposed to do. The easiest way I can explain it in terms of the midfield is just just slow. We're not really positive, we're just slow. We'd take the easy option. We'd get pressed. We don't feel comfortable. We don't feel confident, so we go long. We don't get the second ball, and then we invite it back to square one again. And um, So, yeah, I, I know we highlight the defensive frailties, which is true, they're there. But also midfield, I just don't think we're good enough. And considering the amount of centre midfielders we've got, does Bose know he's best four? If, let's say, he plays a diamond, would you be able to say what the best four are going to be? I wouldn't. No. I'd have no idea what our best 11 is. Apart from Chucks, you know, and Famwo and, and Innes. Apart from that, I wouldn't even have a clue. If someone said to me, right, Nath, if they say someone no football related, they just go, right, what's your best 11? How'd you play? No idea, mate. No idea. When League One last time, I would have been able to pick, or everyone would have been able to pick nine or ten of the eleven of who would have started and how we're going to play. But we have nothing, and that's I think the midfield is another key area because if there's no supply going up to to our forwards and you just go long, there's no point in having a midfield there. You can have a diamond four, you can have a flat four. If you're just getting it at the fullback and launching it, and then just hope you know hope you get the little second bits and bobs and you don't win those, you're not going to win football matches. Simple. Mm. Interesting. Right, Craig says, such an abysmal display yesterday. A complete lack of effort from the whole 11. We're not in a great place at the moment. It's not been great for half a season. We can't keep blaming the lack of Innes and Fainwo. Think it's time for a managerial change. Great show, lads. That's from Craig. Cheers, Craig. And then uh, just for the break, Jeff uh, from Canada. Uh, cheers for getting involved. Jeff says, hi, Louis. Um, I'm trying to be very reasonable regarding Boya and the road ahead. I think Bose deserves the opportunity to be part of the rebuild. However, I am very angry with what I saw yesterday. I emailed a couple of months ago saying the team had quit on him after being called out repeatedly, and I stand by that. I believe part of the reason we are seeing such gutless performances is because the players are regularly being thrown under the bus by the boss. Now that this season is a write-off, so why do we keep giving minutes to lone players or veterans who won't have a role to play going forward? Now is the time Lee Bayer needs to prove that he is the man to take us forward. Show us what you're trying to build and who is in and who is out. Play the kids, play Play your preferred tactics. Tell us about the vision you have for the team. Show the fans what a Lee Bayer team under Thomas Sangard should represent. The result
results don't matter anymore this year, get us excited about next season. What concerns me is I see none of these things, just blame and excuses. He has 15 games to prove that he is the right man for the job. Let's see if he can do it. Love the show. And that is from Jeff in Canada. Yeah, in Canada. <laughs> Not in Canada. Excellent email, Jeff. Thank you uh, for getting involved. Let's have a break. When we come back, we've still got plenty of your messages to come to. <laughs> But that's good work from Nico to win it back for Charlton. Ball across into Shinny's pass. Shinny into the penalty area, trying to get it across. He does to Morgan, yes! who scores and finishes for Charlton and puts them in the lead here at Portman Road. Lovely work by Williams on the far side and Matthews and equally chucks Nico to keep it alive for Charlton. Eventually, Shinny managed to get into the penalty area, ball back across, looked like it might have taken a deflection into the path of Albie Morgan, who buries it for the Addicts. Charlton Live. Well, welcome back to the final part of this week's uh, Charlton Live. A uh, few more messages to come to you. Like I said, if we don't get to yours, uh, apologies, but we've got so many that have come in uh, this week um, after after yesterday's performance. Marcus, one of those, says there's a lot to say about the game yesterday, but for me as someone who has accepted that we're not in the playoff race, my main frustration was that on Academy Day, or any day for that matter, where on earth was Albie Morgan? Uh, he's a player we could build the team around at this level. Uh, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it one of those things that before before the game, we all thought, right, let's make sure we remember to ask Bo about that after. But as you heard in the press conference, it's nearly 20 minutes long and, and we ne- never even scraped the surface of, of, of where Albie was. But maybe we'll find out during during the week and, and get to the bottom uh, of that. Phil says, hi guys, another dreadful display by Boya and his team. It seems the majority of fans believe that something uh, needs to change. Thomas Sangard's silence also has to change. He even needs to back Boya completely, you know, both now and in the summer, or sack him. Yeah, I mean, would you expect, Nathan, would you expect um, Thomas to come out and say anything at this moment in time? If, especially if he if he comes out now and says, no, I'm still backing Bo. I think there was some sort of text into TalkSport during the week. I didn't have a chance to catch up with that. But I mean, if he comes out on his Twitter page or on, on the club website and publicly backs Boya, and then we put in another two or three displays like we've seen over the last few weeks. I mean, for, like I say, for some people, it's the end of the line already. Hmm. I mean, he'll, he'll look a bit silly, wouldn't he? Exactly that. I think that's probably the reason why he hasn't come out. He, it, he's, it goes one of two ways, isn't it? He either comes out and gets rid of him, or he comes out and gives him that you know that dreaded vote of confidence. And as you were saying, if he does come out and do that, um, he's sort of made a rod for his own back, really. And I think he's going to be quite um, he's going to be quite sure and ask a lot of people. Um, obviously, he'll speak to obviously Jed Roddy. I would assume he might even speak to. Uh, the owner of um, Brentford, who's obviously got his interest in Denmark as well, probably for his opinion, because he's going to have to be careful. He's going to, he doesn't want to make the wrong call. He doesn't want to make it too soon. So early on um, in, in, you know, in his project, if uh, we can call it that. Um, So he's going to want to be a hundred percent sure, or maybe not, you can never be a hundred percent sure in the decision, but he wants to give himself the most chance uh, to bow and, to give him enough time to really think about it because it's going to be a big call. Either way, it's going to be split split opinion. I know it seems it's heavily weighted that people want Bowie out. Um, but you do have people, um, myself included, that um, I don't think it now is the right time. Um, but like you were saying, if, if we if we have the same performance Tuesday and then against bottom, I think we've got Northampton after a bottom, 
and we come away with, with zero points looking at that April, those April May fixtures, then it might have to force his hand a little bit. So yeah, if, it doesn't surprise me. He hasn't come out and go, nope, he's the right one for the job. And then in two weeks time go, right, no, that's it. It makes him look in a, in a PR way. It doesn't, it looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. So I think he should be very careful and I don't really blame him to be honest, but um, yeah, I've, I don't really know what else he can do. Um, mm. He's got to look after, he's got to look at the long term as well. He doesn't want to have a breakdown in the relationship that he's got with the fans as well. So it's quite a tricky situation, but Listen, it's football. Yeah, right. Uh, Alex uh, Mons says a lack of squad harmony, uh, ill discipline, lack of improvement, uh, defensive mistakes, lack of confidence. It'll take a lot of uh, to get rid of that rot a la the Powell squad clearance in uh, 2011-12. Uh, if we don't see improvements in that area soon, I fear for Bowyer's uh, future. Ben Lewis says, I've got a lot of time for Bowyer, so I would never call for his head. But if he's lost the dressing room, what do we do? It's clear that the team aren't playing for him uh, like they were last season. It feels like the social pressure uh, might be too much and the club may uh, take uh, action, which I don't believe is right. People forget he stuck with us at the end of last season and we should now give us time. Let him uh, gut the players uh, we can see aren't good enough and rebuild in the summer. I just hope he gets a reaction soon because the pressure uh, becomes too much. Uh, Vince says in Lee Bayer's post-match, he said, I could tell you the real reason why they're not producing, but that would be unfair. He said, what on earth sort of comment is that? Uh, if he knows and share it, he's got stuck into the players post-match. Discuss that on, on the show tonight. Yeah, he, he did say something like, he, feel, he feels like he's being guarded on, on, on perhaps why he feels the players, you know. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a couple of times he says, he, you know, he, he doesn't want to criticise the players as well, but of course he goes on to do that. He, he, he clearly try at times trying to hold back and then may, and maybe it gets the better the, the better of him sometimes jordan kemp says all oh, seriousness it must be hard talking about the flight the failures we do week in week out clearly the players have lost faith uh but uh, with the contract boya has it will be hard to sack and he will not walk as as money talks yeah i mean i, I notice a lot of people have been bringing up his, his wages today i mean it, that's an important thing to mention in terms of you know because it will make it a, a, an expensive sacking for 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 Thomas I and mean, they'll have to come to some sort of agreement that's sort of how that works but at the same time like you know we can't say oh Bo's owes this Bo is on so much money he's a disgrace he he was earning what was less than a, an average championship manager last year he was given a contract by an ownership who were trying to pretend that they could be a championship football ownership which obviously they couldn't but we're not gonna you know you can't unfortunately you can't slag someone off for being paid for doing their job you know and and you know, seeing seeing the figures written down, it might be a shock for you, but unfortunately, that's what championship managers earn. So I, I really don't think that's a, a real point of discussion as to something you can a stick you can hit bow with. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's an interesting point in terms of it, it shows the difficulty and, and how expensive it is to to change managers. But yeah, it's, I just saw that being spoken about a lot. Um, yeah, uh, Craig says has Bo's indicated why Albie hasn't been in there. Like I said, we haven't haven't quite uh, found out yet. And long suffering addict Ian says hugely disappointed. Bo's and the squad have to take responsibility, lack of desire, and fight from a lot of players out there in a red shirt midfield, not close enough to defence. So again, it leads to pinging long balls up to Stockley. The frustrations lead to two reckless uh, red cards. Uh, we need to get back to basics. Uh, in regards to defending defensive coaches a must now a bang average team which is showing no signs whatsoever of changing uh, whoever the personnel uh, formation or tactics use the form needs to change very quickly or a change will need to be made at the top right 
uh, we're going to have to uh, cut it short there. I think we've got to as many uh, messages as possible, but we have gone well over time again on uh, on this week's uh, Charlton Live. Thank you uh, to everyone who has sent in uh, your tweets. Uh, oh, actually, just just quickly, Nath, we are playing again on Tuesday. Yeah. Are you looking forward to it, Wigan? Do you reckon will Bayer still be there? Uh, I, I think so. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it as a stretch, mate, to be honest with you. But um, I think... I was just going to say, I think for me, I know it's going to be boring, but I would play with a low block the next couple of games. Honest to God, I wouldn't even worry about the result in terms of trying to get threes and fours. I'd get nil-nil or a one-nil. or Just play with a low block and just get that confidence back in into the defence and the team. Um, and that's what I would do. But I don't know if that's going to happen because when you get desperate, you you know you start chasing things. And I think that's probably what we might do. But uh, looking forward to it. It's a, a long shot, but um, I'll always be positive. I try to be anyway, and um, hopefully we'll get a win. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, we're going to pretty bad, but then so are we. So we'll see. Right, we've come to the end uh, of this week's Charlton Live. Uh, thanks to everyone who, who read a, uh, sent a message in. Uh, as I've mentioned, I've, I've read as many as possible, but um, I do read them all. Uh, thank you for sharing your thoughts with us. Thank you to uh, Nathan and to Ben for joining me on this week's show. Cheers, boys. Cheers, mate. One positive, which I'm sure you would have said, was that the women won today. It's their second win of the season. I yeah, think you probably m- forgot to mention that part. Uh, massive, massive win for the uh, the girls' team up at um, up at Coventry United today. That was bottom versus second bottom. And it gives Charlton uh, a four point gap now at the at the bottom of the table, which is massive for them. They needed that boost. Uh, a two 0 win uh, over over Coventry uh, United. Jess King got the first goal. Uh, and I think it was Lois Hoichin who got the second one, whose surname I, I still haven't learned how to say, even though I've seen her play quite a few times now. But uh, good good work from them. A massive win. Well done to Ratish and the girls for that. Right, thanks for listening then. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday to look back at the Wigan game and ahead to whatever comes after that. And uh, look forward to speaking to you again then. Truly hydrated skin, Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O S E A MALibu.com code SUMMER.